If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. Yo, it's Cowboy, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastards. I'm just trying to vibe, so I'm rolling up. We was living way too fast, we ain't know enough. Might have to get up. All right, so we have Cowboy off the porch. Excuse my accent. <laughs> but um, how are you feeling today? I'm good. You're feeling good? Yeah. So, I hate to bring this up, but I've been wanting to talk about him. So, with the recent passing of DMX, what was your initial thought when you heard the news? Uh, I thought it was fake. I thought it was fake at first. Um, but I was in the house um, with my manager, and his mom is like a huge DMX fan because they're from New York and all that. She called crying. And we knew it was real then. It was like, it was a shock, you know what I'm saying? Because DMX was one of my one of my big inspirations, you know what I'm saying? After Tupac. So it was like, yeah, it's sad, you know? It, that was so crazy to me because, like, I feel like he was just one of those that, like, you cannot ever compare him to anybody yeah. else. Like, when he talks, you are you know. quiet because yeah. he has so much wisdom and, like, knowledge coming out of his mouth. Yeah. What would you say was like your favorite DMX song or your favorite movie? Uh, favorite DMX song? I don't know. My favorite project by DMX is uh, Flesh My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Uh, 
And yeah. you recently celebrated your birthday. So yeah. happy belated birthday. Yeah. Um, I did read your caption and you stated who knew at 22 that you would be a boss. So that leads me to ask you, to get to where you are now, what exactly did the journey look like for you? Uh, just a lot of long hours of work. Um, I probably decided I wanted to take uh, music series, like 14, 15, like my freshman year of high school. I'm like, I'm a rapper, you know what I'm saying? So from that time, all the way to here, I just spent hours and hours and hours working on my craft, you know? So uh, it just looked like a bunch of hard work, you know what I'm saying, and patience, you know? Cause it took years for me to get here. You know, those times where I was like, I wanna quit, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I ain't getting supported enough. Like, I went through that stage, you know? So it was tough, but it was just a lot of hard work, you know? So like at your party, I saw you look young and turnt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so at the party where you just like, dang, like I'm really here, like I really made it. Um, yeah, for sure. It was definitely that, just that feeling right there. Like, man, I, I done made it all the way here, you know? What would you say were some of the biggest sacrifices that you had to make to get to where you are now? Um, cutting off loved ones. Um, just sacrificing time. Yeah, I sacrificed a lot of time. Like, especially me, I sacrificed a lot of, lot of different stuff just to stay in the studio and just work on my craft. And, um, you know, you got people that you love that probably don't see eye to eye with what you got going on. And you just got to leave them behind until you get to where you're going. So it's probably the toughest part. That's so important that you said that because we do feel like because we, you know, the people that we love are like family and like really close to us, we feel kind of obligated to them. Yeah. And so I think that's important that you mentioned that, you know, sometimes you got to cut them off. Yeah, sometimes you just got to leave behind for, for right now. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be forever love, you know what I'm saying? But for right now, I just got to focus on what I got to focus on. So I know that you are from Chicago. What would you say is the main thing that growing up in Chicago will teach you? Man, it's a lot. Uh, it'll, teach you, it'll teach you to stay on point. Um, mind your business, you know what I'm saying? It'll kind of teach you the, the, the real idea of, of tunnel vision. You know what I'm saying? Because if you if you don't have that in Chicago, you you know what's going on, you know what I'm saying? So um it just taught me to be sharp real quick. You know what I'm saying? So in Chicago, in the streets of Chicago, you grow up fast, you know what I'm saying? You gotta gotta provide for your family early. You gotta, you know, get outside early. And um with that comes a little bit uh more experience, you know what I'm saying? Just sitting there just going through it day by day. So you get sharper, you get stay on your toes, you know, that type of stuff. So I know when a lot of rappers make it, they move out of Chicago. So is mm -hmm. it even possible to like be as big of a rapper and still live there? No. Like absolutely impossible. Yeah, I, I mean, well, that all depends on how you move, you know? I think it's possible, but, um, Soon as that location is, is is out there, it's over with. I don't care who you is, it's over with.
especially a, a individual like me that's that's from you know what I'm saying where I'm from so now what are the chances of a rapper actually making it out of Chicago they slim they slim because the whole Chicago rap you know what I'm saying so the percentage that really actually make it up through there it's it's small but we can change that I mean I can change that my peers around me could change that right now. Like our generation could change that. And you mentioned like a lot of people rap out there. So how were you able to stand out as an artist? Um, just like the advice I get all my fans is be you. You know what I'm saying? Be yourself. It's only one you, you know what I'm saying? Only one you in existence. So if you just 100% you and nobody else, you different automatically. You know what I'm saying? We just live in a in a world where everybody is jumping on each other's bandwagon and jumping on each other's wave. Like, as long as you create your own wave, you're gonna be different anyway, you know? So at 15, I know that you witnessed your friend getting killed. With witnessing something so traumatic like that, what did you experience during your grieving process? Uh, a lot of anxiety, just a lot of panicking for no reason. Like. I went through a, a long period of time where I would just used to like wake up, soaking wet, t-shirt, sweat, just be like heart pumping. Like that's when I started going through all of that stuff, but that kind of made me stronger too though. You know what I'm saying? Cause I had to go through that journey. That was a whole different journey. You know what I'm saying? Why following this music journey. So it's like, yeah, that was tough. And I do know, well, I watched a couple interviews and I do know that you had to end up going to like a mental hospital. And I mean, I don't want to ask you how was your experience, but like, what was that like for you going into there? They don't help you. I, I don't recommend that for nobody because it ain't, it's all like textbook stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you can go in there and like pretend and, and come home, you know? And this is a bunch of badass. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Kids in there. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them ain't nothing wrong with a lot of them. They just sent that for different reasons, and you know what I'm saying? Uh, a guy like me that, like, the first few times, like, I really was feeling like something, you know? But I shut up and I say nothing. Even though I was really feeling like that, I still shut up and I say nothing. Yeah. And, you know, none. I watched a lot of your interviews and I saw that you spoke about, like, dealing with anxiety. So when did you realize that you actually had it? Uh... I remember, I remember like having one of my first anxiety attacks. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. With my homie Law, I was another one of those, one of those situations that was going on. And 
I like kind of like passed out. I passed out and, and Law kind of leaned over me like, what's up, what's going on? Then I woke up and I'm like, I don't know, like, I think I'm dying. That's why I told him I think I'm dying. Like, I just felt like my heart was like everywhere. And then I went to the hospital. It was like, you panicking. It didn't happen every night. But I just had to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Because they used to tell me, oh, you panicking, you panicking. I just dealt with it every night for like four, five months, every night. Yeah. Um, another situation happened to where I had to like, I exploded, like I ended up like doing something, you know what I'm saying? And that's how I ended up there. And you know, with anxiety, because I have anxiety too, so I'm learning that like, people don't notice this, but anxiety can show up as like rage, like you're irritable. Yeah. And people don't know. They think it's just that's, like, that's you're panicking, but really like when you snap on somebody, it's not like, you're just really like, you know, piped up. Yeah, it's like, it's like really, really like, I don't know, your energy be somewhere else. And, and you can feel it physically, and a lot of people don't understand that part. So it may come off like you real upset, like, and everybody around like, why are you mad at me? Like, like it ain't that, but I was like, it's something internal. But it took a while for my people around me to, to understand what I was going through. You know what I'm saying? Uh, during that whole journey, I, I, I was experiencing a lot more than just that, you know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, like losing family or like arguing with family because they not understanding what you got going on. Yeah. It was tough, but I got over all that. I love that. I love yeah. that for you. Yeah. <laughs> now, why do you think topics like anxiety and like PTSD and depression go so uncovered, especially I feel like in the black community? Because uh, nowadays you got to be tough. And we live in like this social media type of time, you know what I'm saying? Everything is social media, social media, and, and everybody has to look perfect. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got to look flawless. I never understood that because, you know what I'm saying? We human in real life, but mm -hmm. uh, I think that's what it is. like. A lot of people is, is just an ego thing. And some people just scared to be judged, you know? Mm -hmm. Now with your mental health, how are you able to cope? Cause I know sometimes with dealing with mental health, you can get really trapped in your head. Mm -hmm. So how do you pull through that? I make music. You know, that's why, why I'm able to make so many songs. Like, mm -hmm. I always tell my homies, my homies be like, bro, you don't ever stop rapping. Like, you know, when I start recording, like, I might do 10, 12 songs in one session. They like, bro, you don't ever stop rapping. Like, you rap all day. It's like, cause I got so much in my head. Now, if I never said no words or I never created no music, I'd probably be bottled up, frustrated too, you know? But I just let it out. Like, I, I literally go in the booth, be screaming, like, tweaking out, they, what's up? Like, I'm just letting out all my energy right now, you know? 
And of course, I did a little lurking on your Twitter, mm -hmm. and I saw that you said you were happy as fuck, but you said as if. <laughs> yeah. um, what What's the happiness that you've been creating for yourself, and what has been bringing you peace lately? Um, just getting back to the old me, you know? I tried a lot of new things coming into the industry that, I, uh, that I've um, never done before. But now I'm back to like, just staying to my roots, you know what I'm saying? Sticking to what I know, like, I ain't trying nothing new. I'm just becoming like the perfect cow again, you know? So yeah, I feel good. That's awesome. Would you say you've been trying like new approaches to like, you know, create that happiness for yourself? Mm-mm, old approaches. Old approaches. <laughs> Things that used to make me happy that I forgot about. Mm -hmm. you know what, what would you saying? say are some of those things? Creating. Um, when I was a shorty, I used to draw, like paint and all that. Like, I'm back to that heavy, you know, like, and I'm writing a book right now. Got me in my zone too, you know. Oh my God, we got to, uh, can you give us a little scoop on the book <laughs> or? It, it ain't about me. I'll tell you that much. It ain't about me. It's like, I created something, you know. I'm always creating something. So I created a, a, another world, you know what I'm saying? A, 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 another atmosphere. I think people will feel it too, it's crazy. So with this book, what genre would you say it would fit in? Like the urban fiction, nonfiction, fictional? It's, it, it's definitely a, a fiction joint. It's, a, it's, like, it's like a sci-fi. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, it's something close to that. Yeah, I don't really know. I just be writing. I just, you know, just write, 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 write. And it's coming together though, it's different. Okay, so when can we expect for this book to come out? The end of this year. I've end been talking about it for like a year already. It's almost done, you know? It's almost done. So by the end of this year, around like, maybe like Halloween or something. Oh yeah, I, we definitely got to get the book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's going up though, for sure. And early 2019, you started your company, Paper Gang, with your mom. One, I want to know, how was it going into business with your mom? <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom's never did nothing on the business side. That's just, um, that was just like cushion for me. You know what I'm saying? Just to get my OG a percentage of the uh, of my company because like, I know she ain't got no ill intentions. You know what I'm saying? I know she pure. Like, so 25% of whatever I got going on go straight to mom's. I know she got it. She It's put up and it's good, you know? That was the whole reason I did that. Could you give us a breakdown of what exactly Paper Gang consists of? Uh, we no longer Paper Gang no more. Oh, oh, you know, oop, my that was, bad. that was just my first company, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, we went through some ups and downs with Paper Gang, so we ended up, you know, uh, moving that to the side, and now we got the Wild Boys camp, you know what I'm saying? Uh, which is essentially the same setup, you know what I'm saying? Just a uh, better rollout, better team, you know, better management. Under, um, and that consists of a few artists, a few producers, um, me, a CEO, 
Um, yeah, what's going on? Now, I was reading an article and it said that you eventually want to open up like a franchise of restaurants. Yeah. Are you still thinking about doing that? Yeah, I'm opening the, um, the, the, the first one this year. The first one is um, gonna be in Illinois, go to, uh, towards the South Suburbs, um, London's Kitchen. Yeah. You know how to cook? Yeah, yeah, I got, I, <laughs> yeah. I got it in the kitchen for sure. Okay, um, what what you be making? I mean everything. Like uh, both my my grandmother and my uh, my mother is is blessed with with, with um, culinary experience. So I mean they taught me everything they know. So it don't matter whatever whatever somebody looking for. You know I can put it together. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Now, what exactly made you want to step into entrepreneurship? Um, having so many talents. I knew growing up I had a lot of talents, and I knew I didn't want to work for nobody, so I had to figure out how to turn my talents into currency, you know what I'm saying? So I got to thinking about like, okay, what kind of companies could I open? What could I sell? You know what I'm saying? Like all that type of stuff. Now, what are some things that you feel people misconstrued when it comes to owning your own company? Um, it, ain't a, it ain't just a walk in the park. You know what I'm saying? Everybody just be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna invest over here and, and I'm gonna make my money back times too. And it's, you know, it's ups and downs to everything. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, starting a, a, a business and, and starting a company and getting it rolling might take some time. You know what I'm saying? It might take uh, you to bump your head two, three times before you get it right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta stick with it. Like, that's it. Now, I want to ask you, how do you feel about the current state of rap? <laughs> I don't pay no man no more. You know, um, ever since I became somebody, you know what I'm saying, and uh, did my little thing, I, I just locked in like to what I got going on. I don't really know what's new, you know, because I'm so focused on being the best me. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was growing up and I was listening to other uh, artists, I was like getting inspired and all that, but I don't get inspired by no, none no more. So I don't really know. Like the, the, the few rappers I do know about though, like, I mean, I think they doing pretty well. I think they doing good. You know, it's different. I hear a lot of um, genre mixing now. I don't hear just solely rap no more. Um, yeah, but. I guess it's cool, it's cool. I'm focused on me, you know? Period. <laughs> yeah. Now, what states do you feel really got the torch right now? Because I could tell you, but I want to hear your perspective on that. You said what states got the... The like, torch, like, like who really making moves? Like, which, which states? Uh, Florida. Florida got some folks. Uh, Chicago, of course. New York, uh, maybe Cali got a few folks, but uh, 
Florida, Illinois, uh, New York. Yeah. So I was watching another interview, not yours, but a different artist, and they stated that rappers should have security around them. What is your perspective on that? 100%. 100%. I don't care how gangster you is. Uh, we just got so much depending on us now, you know what I'm saying? We got so much like like on our shoulders now, it's like we can't be the same individuals we used to be in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like it's different. Like when I used to used to uh go to mom's career, you know what I'm saying? Like mom's at my career. You know what I'm saying? I gotta make sure that that, that stay up and that stay that maintain, you know what I'm saying? So I can't I can't do none of one of these niggas they they play with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna pay him to do it. And that's what's going on. And I think that's the that's the right way that rappers should move. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about proving yourself. You know what's going on. You got your name from something. You know? That's it. And I definitely agree because I mean you just never know how different cities move. So it's like just yeah, because like, you can do that in one city, you can't go to another city and think that you can do the same thing. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's, it's real play to say no security with me. Ooh, ooh, but at the end of the day, them folks run up on you and you do something to one of them. Now you got to deal with that. When you ain't had to deal with that in the first place if you just pay folks a couple of dollars. And, <laughs> you know, that's still gangster to me. <laughs> now, coming from the streets into the industry politics, how are you able to not take certain things personal? Um, experience, man. Experience. I've been in the industry a couple of years now, you know, and, and and working with the big dogs and all of that. And everything ain't what it seems to be, you know. People ain't ain't what they seem to be. But once you in and you start meeting these individuals, you start seeing it, you know. So that just come with experience and learning, you know. what I'm saying. Then you stay to yourself after that. Now, getting into your music, first off, I want to touch on Envy Me. So, I'm from Dallas, right? Mm -hmm. Basically, when that song came on in the club, like, everybody was going crazy. Like, that was the song to pop the party off. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming in as a new artist, did you think it was going to blow up like it did? No. Uh Uh-huh. That's one of the biggest songs to come out. Uh Mm. I ain't know. I ain't know. I was just doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? I know I was dedicated. I know I was focused. You know, I told moms like, I'm finna go out to Cali. I ain't coming home. She like, where well, you gonna stay? It don't matter. Like, we outside. You know? <laughs> and I'ma come home with something. And I came home with that. But I ain't know. I ain't know it was gonna grow to be so so big. You know? I ain't gonna sit here and tell you I did. You know? But. Now, was that song a freestyle? All my songs was freestyle. I could tell because it's just like, I'm with the gang, I'm with the mob. <laughs> what was you thinking? Like, that definitely, I could tell that you was like really feeling it. You was like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go off on the beat. Yeah, for sure. Now, when Envy Me did blow up, a lot of people did remixes to it. How mm-hmm. did you feel about that? Um. You know, that's what artists do when, when you got one of the hottest songs in the world. You know what I'm saying? They doing the, uh, 
They doing the coiler, the coiler Ray right now. Cause she got the hot song. They doing the back in blood. Cause that's how like they do that. So I understood, you know what I'm saying? I ain't tripping. I felt like some of them shits was weak. <laughs> like, nah, this a cowboy song. You gotta come like, you know, with some. But I heard some of them was hard for sure. I just knew I was on top then when I seen everybody like remixing the songs. I still see other remixes of my other songs. I'd be like, oh, okay, they feeling that. Now, your recent single, Miseducation with Lil Wayne, how did that track come about for you? Uh, I had already recorded that song like months ago, you know what I'm saying? But Wayne had reached out to me and I ain't see it for a long time. And then I seen it, I replied to him. Uh, we exchanged numbers, scout, FaceTime, talk. And then um, he like, send me something open. Then I sent him that song because I heard him on it. I wanted something like Wayne could actually rap on, you know what I'm saying? So I went to like a real hip hoppy song. And I sent it to him. He sent it back like an hour. And that was that. Now, what exactly was the inspiration behind this song? Um, I was just, you know, the inspiration come from uh, the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. You know, but uh, I was in a vibe, like I was in like a, like a, I don't know what type of vibe I was in. I was just going through something. You feel me? I lost a homie. One of my other homies got locked up. And uh, I just felt like they was for, for, for like, for pointless reasons, you know what I'm saying? So that's where the whole miseducation situation come from. Yeah. Now, working with Lil Wayne, were you a big fan of his, like, before y'all even collaborated? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. For sure, I've been watching Wayne since I was a shorty, you know what I'm saying? Wayne came out a shorty. That was inspiration in itself, you know what I'm saying? Like, he came out young, swinging, and kept swinging for years and years and years, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, personally, personally, it, 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 it meant something, you know what I'm saying? I could care less what, what the fans feel, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate it if they do rock with it, but personally, that's like, oh, yeah, 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 the GOAT just told me I'm a, I'm a baby GOAT, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know who it was in charge of the creative concept for the visual mm -hmm. of Miseducation, but I just want to say that was actually a very powerful visual. Yeah, that was uh, me and uh, me and Shomi, the director. I came with some ideas and, you know, he came with some ideas. We put it together. So. And I don't think people like, well, I don't know if a lot of people, I know a lot of people have watched it, but when I watched it, I like really, in I interpreted what was going on really fast. Yeah. And you and Lil Wayne had a FaceTime call with an artist that was your friend. And mm -hmm. I, I realized that the artist that just signed had got killed. Mm -hmm. Please elaborate on that. Um. Did you see the names at the end of the video? Yep, you did Mo3, King Vaughn. Yeah, that's the idea. That's the idea. Um, just um, young black male um, on the rise, you know what I'm saying? Like, just experienced some, some hate from his city, you know what I'm saying? It was two different paths, though, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could take that video in two different ways. You took it in that way, but, you know, um, Really, if you notice, like, the clothing, the clothing from when the individual got shot was when he ain't have nothing. 
You know what I'm saying? So in another light, he could have overcome that that shot and signed afterwards. You know what I'm saying? But it depends on how you look at it. Uh, um, yeah, just a bunch of young young males just trying to trying to uh, elevate in the music industry, and and that's what what happens sometimes. You know. I like that. You you did what you had to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so can we expect you to be the creative director of like all of your visuals? Um, my next few is me for sure. My next few is all me. You know, like 100% uh, me. I ain't take no inputs from nobody. I'm just like, yo, we just how we gonna do it and we gonna do it this way. And you gonna see it's gonna be different. It's gonna be real, it's gonna be authentic. You gonna see like, it's there. You also have an album coming up. It's on the way. Um, how will this one differ from Long Live Kings? Um, Long Live Kings was just something I just threw out. You know what I'm saying? Long Live Kings don't hold no weight for real. Like, it was something to help me cope with, with, my, with my friends. Um, but uh, Long Live Kings just some slight work. You know what I'm saying? We, we put that together. Polo came through, Fabio came through. Uh, Lil Baby, TJ, they came through and we was just, you know, vibing um, with that project. But well, with this new body of work, it's like really, really personal. It's real, you know what I'm saying? Like this is all heartfelt music right here. Um, Long Little Kings and um, and Wild Boy was, was, was just different vibes I was in. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm tapping in, like this is my debut album. Like I ain't never dropped an album before, so. It's it. Yeah, it's personal for me. What type of vibes can we expect on this project? Um, a lot of different ones. You know what I'm saying? A lot of records. Um, There's just a lot of different ones. Um, me, the, the, the project starts with, uh, with me, like, on a journey to, to get somewhere. And then um, you got some, some records where I've already been there. I'm there, and you know what I'm saying? Um, you got some records about... Um, me experience, experiencing the, 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 the backlash for actually making it to where I'm at. So it's just like, it's a journey. It's the, it's the road to redemption, you know what I'm saying? It's the whole journey. Now with this upcoming album, what message would you want your fans to take from it? Um, just stay true, just stay true to you, you know what I'm saying? Just, like I said earlier, like, it's only one you, you know what I'm saying? Like, just tell your story and it's gonna, it's gonna be different, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm just telling my story on it, so I, that's it. What single do you plan on dropping next? <laughs> you probably can't even tell us, can you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, I can't tell you, I can't tell you, but, but it's a hard one, it's a hard one. It's a different vibe. Before we get into like the, 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 the bulk of what's going on, I'm gonna drop another little vibe on them, you know what I'm saying? And then we gonna turn up. Yeah. Now, before we wrap up, what would you say are some goals for you as an artist this year? Um, I'm definitely going platinum again. Again, you know, Envy Me Four Times Platinum, Chariot Gold, Wild Boy EP Gold. I need more plaques. You know, on the short term goals, I need more plaques. Uh, I need my book out on the long term. Um, you might see me in a few films or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Movie cow. What's going Ooh. on? <laughs> <laughs> and 
you can feel free to shout out your home team and everybody else that oh, you yeah, want yeah, to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out the whole 147, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Wild Boys Music Group. Shout out the Polo Grounds family. Shout out the Loyalty and Co. family, the Firehouse family. You know what I'm saying? Foes up. Uh, that way, we gone. I'm just trying to vibe, so I'm rolling up. We was living way too fast, we ain't know enough. Might have to get him off the path if he try to slow me up. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.